Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. And as they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in a soft robe? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you this day from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, if you were in worship, you heard the story of how John the Baptist prepared the way for the coming Messiah, Jesus. John said last week in Matthew chapter 2, I baptize you with water, but he who comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John's message was, yes, the Messiah is coming Here is a man so righteous that I am not even worthy to stoop down and tie the thong of his sandal. So you might imagine here, when we get to chapter 11, just nine chapters after John had talked about the coming of the Messiah, you could imagine the frustration, perhaps, that John had felt after he wound up in jail because of his rebellion, remember where John was when we found him last week. He was not in the city. He was not in Jerusalem. He was in the wilderness. He was cast aside. He was put aside. That's, the Bible makes it clear that that was the point. And when he shows back up in chapter 11, he's not in the wilderness any longer, but he's in, confined in a jail, which is where we find him today. John the Baptist became a jailbird, and here's what has become of the one whom he proclaimed to be the Messiah. And from his prison cell, there John sends word back to Jesus' followers, the disciples, questioning what Jesus was up to and what he was all about. And why Jesus was not showing great, powerful signs of the divine. Instead, everything that John had seen coming out of the one, the Messiah that he proclaimed was indeed the Christ, was quite the opposite of what he expected the Messiah to be. And so he asks his disciples, are you the one that is to come? He asked that to his disciples to ask Jesus. It was a a New Testament way of emailing or texting, going through disciples. Jesus replies, you tell John what you see and what you hear. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are clean, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And as if that weren't enough, I suppose that John was looking for Jesus to overturn the Roman oppression with great power and might, 
and rule with a mighty force and an uprising, which of course would lead to John's release then from prison, which is perhaps why he wanted Jesus to show those great powers so that he could get out of jail. But this isn't what Jesus was about. His was a peaceable kingdom that often felt powerless. I think Jesus' response with a question about what people are looking for is classic. He just says, what are you looking for? Because clearly, whatever it was people had expected was not what Jesus had demonstrated. Maybe you heard that question in today's scripture too. That's why Jesus asked the crowd and asked them not once but three times, what are you looking for? First, Jesus says, why did you go out in the, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? And then he says again, what did you go out to see? Somebody dressed in soft robes, a royal, somebody who has a lot of money. And then one more time, what did you go out to see? A prophet? What then did you go out to see? And what are you looking for? Jesus is saying that what is happening speaks for itself only if we have the eyes and the ears to see and to hear. So when Jesus turns the crowd and asks them, what then did you go out to see? He's asking a question that the gospel means to ask us as well. What kind of things are we looking for these days? I know someone who is being treated for an aggressive form of cancer. It's one of those cancers that come, like the Bible says, like a thief in the night, comes out of nowhere, and it changes everything. And she's fighting bravely and has a lot to live for. But what she's looking for is not some kind of wonder drug or the next miracle cure, although she would gladly take that. What she is looking for at this very moment is the energy to be part of Christmas this year, just to be with her family, to make those cookies, to trim the tree, to sing the songs. That's what she's looking for. I also know somebody who has a son in the Marine Corps, a son who's deployed overseas, and while her first choice would have him at home for Christmas, she's also said that she's settled for a redeployment to somewhere that's a little bit safer than where he's currently at right now. Of course, she's proud of him, but she's also very scared. And so she's looking for some way to believe that something not so very dangerous might fall into place for her son in the next few months. That's what she's looking for. A lot of times we aren't even aware of what it is we're looking for until somebody helps us process it. You see, at Christmas, there is so much of what we lay before the manger are the hopes we have for ourselves and for our family to even have the smallest blessing. What are you looking for as we wait for the coming of the Messiah? Maybe it's a way to bring up something that's hard to say without getting shut down. Maybe it's the courage to pursue a dream that's been on your heart for ages and the courage even just to try. Maybe it's the heart to seek forgiveness for what you've done or the heart to forgive another and somehow find a way forward together. Is what we really want so different in a world in which the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the death here, 
and the dead are raised? I don't know about you, but I think that's exactly what we want. We want wholeness. What we want is the very world that John the Baptist had been looking for his whole life long. And so in our preparations, let us not forget the question that Jesus asked to the crowd many, many years ago. What is it that you're looking for? A universal human question. Because we're all searching. Whatever those hopes may be, may you find them unwrapped and waiting for you in Bethlehem, calling you to give great tidings of joy. Thanks be to God. Amen.